This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. It's the Mike Francesa Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hello again, everybody, and welcome to the Mike Francesa Podcast on this Football Friday podcast as we begin. The NFL second season, the regular season is gone, uh, and a new playoff format. But before I get to the playoff formats, a couple of things about the Jets, and then we'll get to the the new look wild card weekend. Um, before the Jets season even started, I told you that I thought the Jets had improved their personnel dramatically. I was a huge source guard and the guy coming out of college. So his success did not surprise me, although it was overwhelming in his first year. I, he did even better than I thought he would do. But I said from the start, if you remember, it's going to come down to getting production from the quarterback and the coaching staff. They got neither. And they have addressed it. And the owner has addressed it. Woody making statements about paying for a veteran quarterback. There aren't that many options. There are a few. You might hear the name Carr. You might hear Garoppolo. The pie-in-the-sky guys like Aaron Rodgers and Brady, I don't think will happen. But they need to get a proven veteran quarterback in here because this team is ready to win now with some adjustments. Remember, they're going to be a new-look offense. They're going to have a new wide receiver coach. They're going to have a new offensive line coach. And they're going to have a new offensive coordinator. They're going to have a new-look offense. So that is critical that they bring that in to join and marry with this defense, which was tremendous. And they have some nucleus on the offense with Hall and with Wilson and some other guys and keep upgrading that offensive line. So the Jets, this is a pivotal, pivotal offseason for them. They have a chance next year to become a playoff team if they make the right moves. And these moves are going to be very noticeable and very visible. Bet Rivers has a new football square game. Check it out. You can win up to $10,000 when you make your football bets. So check it out on the Bet Rivers and Play Sugar House apps, the new football squares game where you can match numbers and win and match final scores and win up to $10,000. Now, uh, as always, we tell you that for all your wagering needs, it's Bet Rivers in New York and New Jersey. Play Sugar House in Connecticut, and you can find the program uh, most easily on the Bet Rivers uh, network where it resides all the time exclusively. You can get us on the app. You can get us on uh, the Bet Rivers network, and obviously we will be giving you wall-to-wall coverage of the postseason, the regular Football Friday program today, which will be up very soon as we brought, as we put that together right now. And then we will be there for you every night after the games are played Saturday night, Sunday night, Monday night. Now this is a new wild card weekend. There are six games, 
buys for just the one seeds, no longer the two seeds getting buys, so buys for just the Eagles and the Chiefs. Six big games, three of them in prime time over the three days. So you have a primetime game Saturday night, a primetime game Sunday night, primetime game Monday night, and you have a doubleheader on Saturday and a tripleheader starting at 1 o'clock on Sunday. That's where you are. Now, the other thing is we have three divisional matchups out of the six games. Divisional matchups tend towards closer games in the postseason, but two of the three have major quarterback catastrophes. You have the Dolphins without Tua, starting Thompson, and just look at it this way. Allen has produced 42 touchdowns this year. Thompson's produced one. In the Bengal game, Burrow has produced 40 touchdowns, and Hunley has produced three. Those are numbers that you can't live with which is why the Bills have ballooned to a 13-point favorite over the Dolphins and the Bengals have ballooned to a 9.5-point favorite over the Ravens. These teams would be different look if they had their quarterbacks. The one that does have its quarterback is Seattle, but Seattle runs into, I think, the hottest team in the league in the Niners, who I think are the best team in the NFC right now and have a very good chance to make this a very deep run, even with a quarterback who has no playoff experience and very little experience at all as a rookie trying to take a team deep into the postseason. That is the first game that will start us off. So remember, expanded playoffs, six games, three of them in prime time, Tomorrow's games, Seattle at San Francisco. The Niners, a nine-and-a-half-point favorite. Niners healthy. Niners red hot. Niners now very explosive because you had McCaffrey to a very talented offense. Now with Kittles healthy. Purdy has really hooked up with Kittles a lot. Debo healthy again. McCaffrey, raring to go. The line's healthy, led by the best offensive lineman in the league. This team is ready to explode. It has exploded. It's been unbeatable the last couple of months, and I think it will win going away tomorrow against the Seattle team, which has had a great season. Uh, Pete's done an incredible job. I didn't think Seattle would win five games this year. Geno Smith, the quarterback, banged up everywhere, departures everywhere, Rookies in, in, in critical spots like both tackles, uh, and they turn around and have a terrific season. They really did. With Geno, with Walker, who's still got a little bit of an ankle, but who is needed here to, to come up big. Hey, they have Geno throwing to Metcalf and Lockett, and they have Walker to be explosive on the perimeter with his running game. That's their offense. Problem is they're playing a team that is just on fire and incredibly talented, and that's going to be a very, very tough uh, game one for Seattle. I think even if Seattle stays well, plays well, they'll still lose this game double digits. I think it's a very tough order uh, for Seattle, who did a great job just getting to the postseason. The second game tomorrow night features two quarterbacks you're going to see a lot of in the years to come. You're going to see a lot of Lawrence. You're going to see a lot of Herbert. You're going to see them against each other in this game. I did not like what I saw out of Jacksonville last week. I think they got very tentative. I, first of all, Vrabel's a terrific playoff coach. 
they came in all banged up without their quarterback with multitude of injuries, over 20 players on the IR, no offensive line, and they pieced the game together until the quarterback imploded. I really believe that they had taken that game over Tennessee, and I really believe they had put the Jacksonville offense in, in, in the cooler. They were controlling the game. If they hadn't had the fumble and recovery for a touchdown, I think Jacksonville wouldn't be here right now. I think Tennessee would have, would have stolen that game. I did not like how Jacksonville approached the game offensively. I think they'll be very open and aggressive in this game against the Chargers. I think Jacksonville has a coaching edge. Both young quarterbacks have a lot of talent. They both are capable of making very big plays. A lot was made out of Williams and Bosa get hurt last week. Bosa's always hurt. Sounds like he'll play. Sounds like Williams is going to give it a go. Okay. Chargers have weapons. Jacksonville, I think, was very tight for the Tennessee game. They wanted that game so desperately and wanted to get to the playoffs so desperately. I believe this week with their coach, they will be fast and loose. I think they will be a different Jacksonville team than they were last week. Last week, they were incredibly tight. Their quarterback was incredibly tight, and they played that way. And they were lucky to survive. I think they'll be a better team and a more open team. And that should make that a very interesting game. Uh, the Chargers are a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Sunday, triple header, starting with Miami at Buffalo. If Miami had Tua, this game would be a very dangerous game for the Bills because Miami is built to hurt the Buffalo defense. Problem is, with Thompson, they have no shot. They might give Bridgewater a couple of spins here, but he's got a bad, he's got a, a, a bad finger. He can't really throw the ball. Thompson is not going to get the job done here. That's all there is to it. The Dolphins can't score when he's a quarterback. He's produced one touchdown. That's not going to work against a guy who's produced 42. Uh, This game has a balloon to a 13-point favorite. Let's be honest. If you go into these postseason games and you don't have anybody playing for your quarterback, it's impossible. You're not going to win the game. And the Dolphins aren't going to win this game. Then we get to the game that everyone is in love with, and that's the 4 o'clock game on Sunday. The Giants and the Vikings. And I'll tell you something. If you look at it, everybody and his brother is picking the Giants. That always scares me when everybody's on the same team. And frankly, I like the way the Giants are coming into the game. You're getting three points with the Giants. These teams played a crazy game, as we know. That was won by Minnesota in, in overtime with a 61-yard field goal. Okay, we know how crazy the game is, was and everything. We know what Jefferson did late in the game. We know all the things, twists and turns in the game. The Giants, to win this game, have got to control the football with their running game. And that doesn't mean just Barkley. That means to me, more than anything else, Daniel Jones running when he needs to, running when they need him to, making first downs with his legs. The Giants have done a brilliant job in devising a very limited offense and utilizing it very well. The things that the Giants have done well is they've taken advantage of Jones's running ability 
and they've cut down on his mistakes, and they've planned very well on the offense. And on defense, they have been a terror with their blitzing in the red zone. You know they're going to blitz. The one thing they didn't do that they have to do in this game is they've got to figure out a way to keep Jefferson from breaking their back on every big third and long and every big pivotal play. He can't catch every big ball in the game. If he does, they're going to lose. Cook has not had a good year. This Minnesota team, despite winning a lot of games, is a team that most people don't like. They've had some games this year where they've been awful, where they've been embarrassed. The Giants just seem so much more cohesive and so much stronger in that you you get the feeling here, I really do, the Giants are going to play their game in this game because they've played their game all year. Dable and Martindale have done a sensational job. Minnesota has more weapons and more talent and they're home. The Giants, though, match up very well with them. They just played them. That tends to lead to a very close game. The game can't get any closer than it was last time. And I think we'll have another very, very close game. I think this game gets decided by a field goal uh, one way or the other. That's why you take the Giants with the three points. And uh, I think the Giants have a very – I don't think the Giants will survive a trip to San Francisco or a trip to Philadelphia. I don't think they will survive that. But I think they can survive this week. And they've already playing with house money, but you know it's not enough for them the way they've acted. They have acted and done everything right. They've set the right tone. They've made the right moves. And you can tell when a team is really getting it and really has melded because you get a lot of limited players contributing. And that's what the Giants have now. Look at the wide receivers that have come out of nowhere and now catch the ball. Look at the guys that you didn't even know their name on defense, and now they're making plays. The Giants are getting contributions from everywhere. They've got to be, the Giants cannot, and underline not, and they have better have gone over this all week. At, at times, the Giants have made some special teams mistakes. They cannot make a special teams mistake in this game. That would prove Lethal if they do. They can't make a, cannot make a special teams mistake in this game. If the Giants are going to win this game, they got to pretty much play it ever free. And I think they can. The Sunday night game is Baltimore and Cincinnati. Everybody respects the Ravens. Everybody respects the talent they have. Everybody respects their coaching staff. We all know they've been here a million times. We all know they know what they're doing here. They know how to do it. The problem is they have no quarterback. Whether they play Huntley or Brown, it's not good enough. Huntley's been very disappointing. Sounds like he'll play. Both quarterbacks might play, but we know this. Lamar's not playing. 
That's why the Bengals are nine-and-a-half-point favorites. I think the Bengals, up 24-3 last week, realizing they were going to play the Ravens again, basically put the game in the cold storage, and that's why you didn't see them score any points in the second half last week. Ravens ran the ball on the Bengals last week, but again, the game didn't matter. I doubt the Bengals will allow the Ravens to run the ball with any success here because they're going to challenge them to throw the football. And they can't get the job done with their passing game. That will lead to this probably breaking open in the second half. I don't think the Ravens can keep it together. I have great respect for the Ravens. I have great respect for Harbaugh, but I just think they're too overmatched here, especially at the quarterback position. And then to a fascinating, fascinating Monday night game. Cowboys weren't happy about playing this game on Monday night. So what? Who cares if they're happy? They're going to play the game in a raucous setting on the road and not a clue does anybody have how they're going to perform because you don't know week to week how the Cowboys are going to perform. They have the ability to dominate the game. They have the ability to dominate the game with their pass rush. Tampa's been a bad team. Maybe you heard, if you didn't check it out, the podcast I did with Mark Schlereth, he made some comments after being around Tampa that were very telling. So I'll steal them from him that he and they're on that podcast, but I'll get some of them up for you here because they were important. He said, number one, Tampa thinks they're very close now, that they're getting healthy and they're very close. Number two, we thought that Tampa was going to revert to their old style in this game, and that means they're going to come out of the, out of the gate blitzing. They haven't been the blitz team they've been in the past. They wanted to button the game down, and they didn't want to give up any big plays, and that's why they didn't think they could produce on offense. They feel they're getting healthier at wide receiver. They feel they're getting healthier at offensive line, and they feel like they're ready for a big performance. If they are, watch out, Cowboys. And the other thing you know about this game, and we all know it, if Tom's running for his life, you know the game's over. But most likely that's not going to happen because nobody gets rid of the ball quicker. And nobody prevents sacks more than he does. Even with people like Parsons, who had 13 and a half sacks this year. But you know this, if Dallas allows Tampa to hang around, and in the fourth quarter, in the final seven minutes, they're punting the ball to Tom, and he's down None, one, two, three, four. He's going to come right down the field and put the ball in the end zone, and you know it, and I know it, and America knows it. Because that's who he is, and that's who he's always been. And you know that if he gets that ball and you see the first dink and dunk to a back, and now he's hit the second play to a wide receiver and then back to the back. And now he's 20 yards down the field and you've just started the drive and you're like, "Uh Oh, and now he's dealing and bink and bink and bink and tight end in the middle and then to the corner and then step out of bounds and down. And before you know it, he's seven for eight on the drive and he's on the 12 yard line. 
We've all seen it so many times. We can all revert. We can all give it to you chapter and verse. We've seen it a million times. You gotta be up big on them late, or you're gonna lose. The Cowboys are very inconsistent at coach. They're very inconsistent at quarterback. They are the little girl with the curl. They are capable of blowing teams out or they are capable of getting blown out. They are a weird team and hard to figure. And that makes this a fascinating game with the Cowboys, a two-and-a-half-point choice. Cowboys are a better team. they got a better roster. Bucks had a losing record this year. The only reason they're in the playoffs is because they were in a terrible division. They were a bad team all year. They were lucky to be 8-9. I can give you three games they won with, with mirrors. The Saint game should have knocked them out of the playoffs. The Saints handed that game gift wrap to them. They were winning by 16 points with five minutes left. They lose the game. But you know what will happen late. We've all seen the story. We've all seen the theme. We've, we've seen it a million times. That's why he is who he is. That's why he's Tom Brady. And if the Cowboys don't get it done here, which has happened to them how many times in the postseason, I think there could be heads rolling in Dallas. And don't be surprised if Sean Payton is another place you start to hear his name mentioned. Sean's name is mentioned every... There's no job Sean's not mentioned for right now, okay? Vacancies, non-vacancies, everything else he's mentioned for every job in America. We understand that, okay? There's always one guy like that. This year it's Sean Payton. But he has always had his eye on the Cowboys, and the Cowboys have always had their eye on him. So that's not a secret. It hasn't been a secret for years. question is how upset does Jerry Jones get if this goes badly? And it could go badly because they are very hard. Or this game could be where the Cowboys show up and give you their A game and they win, you know, 27 to 14. It could, hey, they're capable of doing that. That's what makes the game so puzzling. The two games on the schedule, well, everyone admits that Giants and Vikings is pretty much a flip of a coin. But the two games that Chargers in Jacksonville, Dallas and Tampa, the other games you'd be surprised. You're going to be surprised if Seattle wins. You're going to be shocked if the Dolphins win. You're going to be very surprised if the Ravens win. In those three games, you expect the heavy favorites to roll. They're hot. They have a big edge. The other team's missing key people, missing quarterbacks in two of the spots. No surprise there. Giants of Minnesota, we expect them to play another crazy close game like they did last time. And then you get to Jacksonville and the Chargers. Chargers, nobody trusts them. Now, you can't trust Jacksonville yet. They're still growing up. They've arrived ahead of schedule. They shouldn't have got there this year, but they got there. They're in the playoffs already. You figured it was going to take them two years to get in. They got in and won. 
But Lawrence has to play the way he played the end of the season, not the way he played against Tennessee. He played terribly against Tennessee. He was tentative, he was tight, and they did some stupid things. I mean, they hit five straight pass plays. He looked perfect throwing the ball. Then they tried this goofy end around and, and fumble the ball. I mean, they did some things that were really stupid in the game. No reason. They could throw the ball, and they had a rhythm early in the game, and they lost their way offensively after, a, after the turnovers and a couple of stops in the second half. They lost their way offensively in that game. They ground, basically, what they did is they grounded their own offense. They can't do that again, and I don't think they will do that again. And if he's throwing the ball down the field to those very fast receivers and to now a tight end who's very productive, who really is a wide receiver, but he's listed as a tight end. But they got a bunch of guys who catch a lot of balls. They got three guys who caught, you know, a very high number of volume of of balls this year, and they all can make big plays. And this quarterback can throw the ball anywhere on the field on the dime. Both quarterbacks can. You got two very talented young quarterbacks here with big arms. Then you get the Cowboys going against the GOAT in the last game, and that makes for a very interesting situation. If Tom Brady wasn't there, nobody would be giving the Bucks any chance because they're not a very good team right now. But they're whispering that they're getting close, and if they are, we know that they know how to win. So it's a great weekend. These next two weekends in the NFL are just tremendous. This is wall-to-wall football starting tomorrow at 4 o'clock. You got great football between then and Monday night at midnight. You got three days of great football. Instead of having four games, you got six playoff games on a weekend. So this is an extravaganza weekend. The NFL did this right Whether you liked the format or not, the bottom line is six games with three of them in prime time. They own the weekend. It's wall-to-wall NFL football, and it should be a tremendous show this weekend. And it all leads up to a very dramatic Monday night with Tampa and the Cowboys. As we said, we will, we will be there each night. So after the games are concluded, Saturday night, I don't care what time it is. Sunday night, I don't care what time it is. Monday night, I don't care what time it is. We will review, look ahead to the next weekend with the matchups, and we will tell you what we thought of each playoff game. So we will put a podcast up Saturday night, Sunday night, and Monday night to cover the NFL. So we will cover it like a blanket, like we always do. So enjoy, and we'll see you down the road and see you plenty this weekend. Thanks for listening to the Mike Francesa podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Hey, it's Mike Miss here. What a time to be a Philly sports fan, and you can share the excitement with me each week on the Mike Missinelli Podcast on the Bet Rivers Network. Listen and subscribe to the Mike Missinelli Podcast today, wherever you get your podcasts.